Oasis Church Chicago, Pastor J.P. Troyo here. So glad that you're joining us today on our podcast. You're about to hear a message today from our weekend encounter. Uh, I pray that this message uh, encourages you, inspires you, and pushes you closer to Jesus. If you'd like to stay on track with what's going on at the church, we'd love for you to download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, or visit us on our website, www.oasischurchchicago.com. I'm praying for you, we're believing for you, and we trust that God's gonna continue to do great things in your life. God bless you. Now here's the message today. We're gonna just jump right into the message here this morning for some time because I really believe God's gonna work and I wanna just stay out of the way as much as we can. Um, but if you're here today and you've been coming with us in this journey over the past couple weeks, we've been in a series called Culture Influencers. Uh, Culture Influencers, we've been going through the book of Daniel and it's been powerful. How many of you have been encouraged by it and just moved in your faith by it? Just two of you, praise the Lord. <laughs> Get a better picture. We're gonna continue in that today. Um, but we're moving into our week of our seven-day fast. We had a video for you. It'll be up online. It'll be up on social media, so you can check it out there, right? We're gonna save some time for the word, but we're going into a time of seven days of fasting and praying. And I truly believe in my heart that this is different from every other time we have called the church to fast and pray. I don't know if it's what God is going to do, what he's gonna do among us, what he's gonna do among the city. I don't know exactly. I feel some things in my spirit that he's gonna do, but I believe that this time of fasting and praying is gonna be like something we've never experienced before. And so today I wanna to talk about how we culturally influence the things around us by being people that contend for others through prayer and fasting. Through prayer and fasting. Fasting is a spiritual discipline that it's hard, right? How many of you have fasted before? It's not easy. Right, if you've never fasted and you try to fast, you're like, I don't wanna do this. You know, we love food. Some of you are thinking about food right now. As I talk about food, you're already thinking, what food am I gonna get? Where am I going after this? What place is open? And what place can I grab a good bite to eat? Man, I need food right now. How many of your stomachs are growling right now? Just be honest, praise the Lord. Look at God in Jesus' name. But fasting is a spiritual discipline of giving up physical food to feed our spiritual bodies, our spiritual souls and mind with spiritual food from heaven. This fast is not a fast where I'm encouraged, I mean, you might want to, it's great, it's a good thing to add on, where you're like, I'm just giving up social media, I'm giving up TV, I'm giving up sweets. Like, like that's great. This is a call to the church, our church. If this is your first time, we're so glad you're here. I pray that you maybe get something from this, you take it home with you. But this is a call to our church. If you call this place home, we're fasting for seven days. Now what time frame or what does it look like? That's up to you and God. If it's a meal a day, if it's all day, if it's all week, like, let's go. Let's do this together. Because I believe in my heart that we are contending for this city. We are contending for our families. We are contending and fighting for people. We are contending to see God do a move like never before. We are called to fast and pray. So there's devotionals that are gonna be up on our website. There's prayers, guided prayers, middle, uh, morning, middle, uh, evening prayers that are up on our website, an app that you can follow along. We're praying for with a purpose. We're praying for specific things and we're following along the week, but there are things that God might put on your heart and press on your spirit that you wanna pray for and lean in for this week. I just pray that God meets you and encounters you in every and every time you go into his presence this week. But fasting is hard. And I wanna talk about four things in scripture that, 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 that show us what fasting does for us. But before that, I just wanna give us a couple quick like things, right? Is this okay? 
Like some of you, you've never fasted, some of you have done it once, but, but here's a couple things. One, one, one is this, we're fasting for a purpose. We're not fasting for just because it sounds really good, Instagram's really nice, like it's, it, it, we're not, we're fasting for a purpose. We're asking the kingdom of God to come in a radical, supernatural way. We're asking for God's spirit to be poured out. We're, we're fasting to be more in tune, more aligned, and more involved in the work of our Father. Fasting is not a, is not a reason to earn more of God's love. Can I say this to every single person in here? You are loved by God already. You cannot do any work. You cannot do any action. You cannot do some discipline to gain more of his love. He's mad, crazy, in love with you. And if you want to say amen to that, that's a really good place to say amen and thank Jesus for just five seconds. That he loves you, that he cares for you, that he's crazy about you. Some people are like, I think so. We don't fast to, to get more of his love. We fast to get in tune with what he's doing. Another thing is this, this is not a diet plan. This is not a, I get to fast for seven days and look good. Summertime is almost over. We are almost done. It is bulking season for the winter because winter's coming in Chicago and blessed be the name of the Lord. This is not a, a time to just give up food and that's it. This is a time to give up food and pray. I want to read this because I read it the first sermon, first service and this was a, a testimony I don't even know if I want to call it a testimony let's just call it a story of a man that that fasted without purpose and without praying alongside the fast this is what he accounts uh, this is the the account of him I fasted on several occasions and nothing happened I just got hungry I feel that man I feel that several years ago I heard a couple of pastors discussing fasting on their recommendation I tried my first fast they said it was commanded in the Bible and should be practiced by every Christian. Being, being a Christian, I decided to try it. After putting it off for several days, I mustered up enough courage to start. I couldn't go to the breakfast table with my family because I didn't think I would have enough willpower to abstain from eating. So I went on to work. The coffee break was almost unbearable and I told a little white lie about why I didn't go with the group. All I could think about was how hungry I was. Come on, how many of you have fasted and that's all you think about? I said to myself, if I ever get through this day, I'll never try this again. The afternoon was even worse. I tried to concentrate on my work, but all I could hear was the growling of my stomach. My wife prepared a meal for herself and our children and the aroma of the food was all I could bear. I figured that if I could make it till midnight, I would have fasted all day. I did. But immediately after the striking hour of 12, I dug into food. I don't think that day of fasting helped me one bit. If you are today going to choose to fast with us over the next seven days and you're doing it just to give up food but you're not praying and you're not contending and you're not getting with the Father, I wanna plead with you, don't do it. Okay, we just have been encouraging us. Yes, I'm gonna encourage you to do it, but if that's gonna be your thing, just by giving up a feel or trying to fight off the, the aroma or trying to fight off the, 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 the breakfast table, like, like this is a time where you give up that stuff, but you go get with God. Jesus says, when you fast. He doesn't say, if you choose it. He says, when you fast. What is Jesus saying? We need to fast and pray. So there's a couple things that I want to talk about in regards to contending together, contending together for the city, for the, our families, 
for people. Come on, we should be contending for our neighbors. We should be contending for our coworkers. We should be contending for our family members that don't know Jesus. Come on, I know some of you in the room right now have family members that do not follow the Lord. And this is a time more than ever to be contending on our knees before the Father in prayer, saying, Father, would you reach down from heaven and would you touch my mother? Would you touch my father? Would you touch my brother, my grandma who is on her deathbed? Would you reach her, God? Would she not spend her eternity separated apart from you, God? But would you save her? We are contending together. We are fighting against the things of this world so that the world can be supernaturally transformed by God. I believe, man, I believe we're not gonna know what this fast actually will do from on this side of eternity. We won't know it all. But man, how cool would it be to get to heaven and God's like, man, that's you guys, you guys, you crazy nutsos in there at Oasis Church that jump up and down. Some of you look really awkward, but it's cool. I still love you. Like you all went after me. You went after me with just reckless abandonment. And you took my words to heart and you lived them. Come on, how many of you want that? Well done, thy good and faithful servant when we get to heaven. So four things that happen when we fast, when we contend for the city. The first is this, we fast to choose Jesus over this world. What happens when you fast, as hard as it may be, what you're saying is, is I'm choosing the kingdom of God over the kingdom of this world. I'm choosing to be fed spiritually instead of physically. Come on, you, we get hungry. We, we, we need food in a, in a sense, right? But if you've ever fasted, you actually come to realize that like, you can do this, and God sustains your spirit as you do this. We, we, I, 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 at one point, and I don't mean to be like, like at one point I fasted for 21 days, just water and a juice. Man, I, I, I don't, it was the Lord. Because <laughs> I thought after day five, I was, I was seeing visions, <laughs> and they weren't of the Lord. <laughs> I was seeing cheeseburgers flash before my eyes. <laughs> I was seeing burritos and Taco Bell just highlighted, like it was like the Lord, I was like, this is crazy. What was happening as I was fasting over those days is that I was removing the things of my flesh and I was getting tapped into the power of God. Jesus was, was tempted in the wilderness for 40 days. If you know your Bibles in Luke chapter four, right before Jesus goes to minister, we've, we've talked about this a bunch, we know this. He was led out into the, to the wilderness by the Holy Spirit where for 40 days he was tempted by the evil one. Evil and, and Satan, he, he's coming after us. He's, he's trying to get you. Like, if he's after Jesus, then how, how much more do we need to be aware of this stuff? And so Jesus is there in the wilderness and it says that as, as he was tempted by the devil, he ate nothing during those days for 40 days. He ate nothing, and, and, he, and Satan says to him, the devil said to him in verse three, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. What Jesus was saying was, is, hey, hey, I, I fasted and I've prayed and my spirit is strong. I am not gonna choose your tempting, Satan. I'm not gonna choose your voice, Satan. I'm not gonna choose your leading, Satan. I am choosing the way of my Father. I'm choosing the Jesus way. Fasting helps us to remove ourselves from the world and place us back in right standing and good, like, and I don't wanna say right standing, forgive that, in a position where we can receive more of what the Father has for us. Fasting is a, is a way to say, my flesh needs to die 
and his spirit needs to rise. How many of you know we have a flesh? How many of you know you have, you have, a, you have desires that are screaming at you every single day? Come on, anybody wanna be honest? Desires, right? Like we all have desires that are calling our attention, that are fighting for our attention. And what happens is when you give up the physical food and you have to solely depend on King Jesus, what is happening is, is you're building spiritual muscle to say, those fleshy desires do not have to control me. Those fleshy desires do not have to dictate who I am. Those fleshy desires do not give me my identity. King Jesus gives me identity. He tells me who I am. He tells me where to go. He tells me how to live. He directs my steps. Are you with me this morning, church? When we fast, we're fasting to choose Jesus over the world. I think more than ever, this is a call to the church. We've allowed a lot of things of the world to creep into the church for the sake of reaching people. Don't like that word, Lord. Like, make, I want you, I want you, how many of you got an air hug or a high five from the air out there, right? Like, if you came to church before us, we want to embrace you. We want to love you. We want you to feel the embrace of, of people together in this place. This is a season, and God's going to move. I believe that. I believe that. But, man, I, I want you guys to be so filled with the goodness of God. I want you to so be so filled with his promises. I don't want to be a church that comes in here and entertains you. I don't want to be a church that brings you in here just to make you feel good about yourself. No, I want to be a church that we are radically being transformed by the presence and by the goodness of our God. And so we choose him. If Jesus did it and, and Daniel did it the entire time he was in captivity, Daniel fasted a lot. How was Daniel able to be an influencer to the world? He chose to be influenced by Jesus, by the Father, more than anything else in this life. You know what fasting does? It tells you how selfish you are. It does. It reveals a whole bunch of stuff in you. Like, man, I didn't know I was that set. Like, I didn't know. I didn't, God forgive me. Like, like, watch. It will show you the places that God's trying to get into your heart. Is this okay? We give up the desires of the world so that we become, become desirable to God. I just want us to get closer to Jesus. I want you all to be close to Jesus. I want you to be able to dance and to sing and to proclaim his goodness. Guys, come on. Like, the church is called to be the people that declare good news. Man, why are we all around here just declaring just nonsense? We're called to be people that declare good news. Second thing is this. We fast to seek the Holy Spirit's guidance. As we contend for people, as we contend for the city, we are fasting to be able to hear from the Holy Spirit to give words of life to the people around us, to be able to, to speak the words of heaven. Moses fasted before he gave the commandments on the mountain. His fast is wild. I do not recommend this. I do not tell you this. He fasted no food and no water for 40 days. That's a supernatural gracing from the Lord. But, but Moses fasted in, in, the, in Deuteronomy 9, and, and it says that, that, that he drank no water and he had no food, but he came down from heaven with wisdom from the Holy Spirit to lead a nation, to lead an entire nation that was just absolutely a mess. Why, do you, why am I encouraging you to fast? Because you might not be able to speak to the nations. Some of you, I believe, will have a calling to do that, but you have a calling to speak to the nation of your neighbor. You have a calling to speak to the nation of your family. You have a calling to speak to the nation of your roommate. 
And you need the Holy Spirit's, we, I, need the Holy Spirit's guidance and wisdom every single day. Come on, how many of you believe that? Okay, six, we're gonna have a prayer meeting right out there afterwards. Can we be honest? Look at the world today. They're shooting off from their own wisdom. Better yet, I don't mean to be like the world, the church. We are shooting our mouths off from our own wisdom. And it is nonsense. Does that, does that help us out? But like we, we are not operating with the Holy Spirit's leading and guiding because I'm here to tell you that sometimes, if you, we were to fast and pray, no, some of you would not be posting the stuff you're posting. Some of you would not be getting in arguments the way you're getting in arguments. Some of you would not, would not be filling your time with the things that you're filling your time with. If we do take this time to really get close to the Father, I'm not. I'm, I'm saying that it's going to be for this week, but this is going to be for the rest of your your faith journey until you meet Jesus. As we fast and pray, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom and discernment to speak words of healing, to speak words of life, to speak words of hope, to speak words of truth. Where there are dead things, we're going to call them to life. Where there are dry bones, we're going to call them to live. Oh man, come on, church, wake up! Scripture's alive. This is real. Man, I can't tell you how many times I've had to walk into situations and moments where I'm completely ill-equipped. Like, I, I'm like, oh, man, Rach, like, how am I going to, this is nuts. I can't speak to this. I'm like 33. But a young 33-year-old. Like, I can't, I can't go and I just I say God just give me wisdom give me wisdom more of you have I hit, hit it every time oh no but have I hit it more times than not yes I'm telling you guys we need to fast for supernatural wisdom from the Holy Spirit from guidance from the Holy Spirit the church of the New Testament did it oh Moses well we don't we believe in both books of the Bible old and new in Acts 13 the apostles, the people, the leaders that started the church, that, all, the, that spent time with Jesus and then were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 1 and 2, those, those people that were like the, the people of God, they still fasted and prayed for wisdom and guidance on how to build the church. So, so, so if you're like, well, I just, I, just, I just leave it up to the sovereignty of God. Well, yeah, God's sovereign. He's awesome. But we're also commanded and shown in Scripture, even after the Holy Spirit came, to get in with him and to lean into him. Is this okay? Are you, is your faith rising? Man, I'm just, whew, I can't wait to see what God does, baby. To see Pastor Jordan up here dancing the way he was dancing. I leaned over to him and I said, this is, this is the kingdom. It's just a glimpse. We're at the, I don't even know if we're at the starting line yet. We're in the warm-up section. Like we got our track suits on. We're in the warm-up section. We're getting stretched and we're getting ready to go. Come on, we are getting stretched, church. I mean, there's a race about to be held. Yes, we're in our own faith journey, and it's a race. Yes, but as a church body, as a community, we are on the, the warm-up section of this thing. And the starting line's ahead of us. And I believe God's calling us to great things. Amen? Third thing is this. As we fast this week, we're fasting out of a burden of those around us. 
We are fasting and contending for people. We are, we are called to be influencers of this world. And as an influencer, we need to be people that are sold out to Jesus. And in return of being sold out to Jesus, we're going to be sold out to influence and to reach down and to help people wherever they are at. When did the church stop being the hands and feet? When did the church leave it up to somebody else or some organization? Newsflash, we have. We've said that program or this program, I'm not, I'm not, hey listen, they're good, but like the church has given up and forfeited its position as believers to be the hands and feet of Jesus and to help those that are mourning, to help those that are hurt, to help those that have heavy burdens. I wanna ask you this. As you look around the world today, which camp are you in? Ah, just shut it off. It's too bad. Out of sight, out of mind. I just want to live in my bubble. This is a good, safe bubble. I like my bubble. Don't mess with my bubble. Don't pop it. I got everything I need in this bubble. Right? Or are you adding fuel to the fire? Which side? Or are we going to be right dead center in the middle saying, we're going to contend? We're going to fight for people? We're gonna see people that are lost. Why do I cry in front of 100 people? It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> this is my mouth, whatever this is, face mask. <laughs> I'm getting wrecked up here. kids lose their lives. I'm tired of single mothers raising kids by themselves with no help. Well, wake up, church. That's our responsibility. I'm tired of, of seeing children in the system uh, uh, that just getting destroyed and wrecked. I'm, I'm tired of seeing people in prison losing out their lives and their future because the church has just said, forget about them. Oh, this is not fun, Pastor. This is Jesus. As you fast and pray this week, I pray to God. And the Lord hears my prayers. That's prideful. Well, so be it. I was kidding. That was a joke. I just want to stop crying. I pray the Lord absolutely wrecks you this week. Whether you're a college student and you're in your dorm and your roommates walk in and you're on your face weeping and you're like, I don't know what's happening, but the Lord is here. And they're like, you're weird. And you're like, I know, but I love Jesus. Or you're a married couple and you've never fasted and prayed together. I pray you fast and pray together like never before. You're a single person. You live by yourself and you're like, what am I supposed to do? You're supposed to have a prayer meeting in your apartment this week. And saying, you know what? I see the brokenness of this city. I see the brokenness of people. Like Nehemiah, who saw the walls of Jerusalem being broken and not being built up and said, hey, hey, it says in Scripture that he mourned and he wept. He sat down and he mourned and he wept and he fasted and he prayed. And what happens? The walls were rebuilt. I wonder if this city keeps taking so many hits because the church is just leaving it up to Chance. I'm not talking about Chance the rapper. I love him, but not talking about him. But seriously, I think sometimes we as the church are like, well, well, I love, he's awesome, but he'll speak about the good news of Jesus. No, no, this is our call. 
This is our city. You all live here, and I hope you stay, because if we don't stay, nobody's gonna be here to do this. We have been called and purposed for such a time as this to be here. Worship team, come on up, because I could just keep talking. The presence of God is here. You're like, it's 12.07, like I got lunch plans. I gotta eat one more time before the fast. I gotta get it in. Two more times, maybe four. Tyrone, I'm coming to the restaurant. We're just gonna eat all day, all day. Just keep bringing the food. I pray you guys are broken over seeing people and where they're at and your selfishness and my selfishness gets laid to the side and we contend on our knees. We contend. You know, I get burdened for this. I'm a product of this. You guys know my story. Most of you, like, PK kid, church kid. Pray for those PK kids. Pray for my son, please. Because I'm going to be sending him to some of y'all's houses. But I had a mother and a father and aunts and uncles and elders and leaders in the church that fought for my life. Man, I used to get texts at like 2 in the morning and I was at an establishment that was not of the Lord. And I'd get those text messages. That time I think I had a razor. It was awesome. Some of you don't know what that is. That's a flip phone. It was cool. And I was like, I opened up my razor to see if somebody else texted me and it'd be my mom. Or it'd be some person from the church. They would say, I'm praying for you. The Lord placed you on my heart today, tonight, right now. He woke me up in the middle of the night to say, I'm, to say pray for JP. Are we waking up with such burdens for people to see lives supernaturally transformed? We fast out of a burden of those around us. The fourth thing is this. We fast to see Jesus bring the release. Okay, well, Pastor, you say all the time, Jesus doesn't need to do another thing for us. He doesn't. But we're fasting and we're praying for Jesus' kingdom to come to life here on earth. In Mark 9, it's a crazy story of a boy who was, um, a, a, who has a mute spirit and, and the spirit um, would cause the boy to seize and to throw himself down and throw himself in the fire, it talks about. And really it's just a spirit of wickedness and evil that just came into this boy and Father comes and brings him to Jesus. What a, what a, what a dad. Dads, soon-to-be dads, men, bring your family to Jesus. Bring your families to Jesus. It's our call. So this man brings him to Jesus, and he said, hey, I brought him to your disciples, but they couldn't do jack. That's JP's translation. And he looks at the disciples and he looks at them and says, you faithless generation. Oh, man, Jesus says that? I thought Jesus is kind and rainbows and butterflies. Yeah, he's also this way. Like, hey, get it together. Get your acts right. Not your, get your A-C-T-S right. That came out really like, are you happy you're in church today? Everyone's like, I don't know. <laughs> 
Love it, dude. Love it. You guys are not allowed to sit in the front row anymore. He says, you faithless generation, how much, long, how much more? Like, come on, guys. I gave you the commission. I told you what you could do. I gave you the power, but your minds weren't right. You weren't aligning your spirit to my spirit. You weren't operating the way I've called you to operate. What I believe he might have been saying was this, yo, you weren't fasting and praying. You weren't joining me when I was going on those prayer meetings, when I was getting away from the crowds and going to, to pray. You weren't seeing what I was doing. So, so, so Jesus heals the boy. He heals the boy. And the disciples come to him. I just love this because this is us all the time. Like, we're, we're like them. But they come to Jesus and they're like, Jesus, hey, um, yeah, like you gave us the commission, you gave us the power, like, this guy brought his boy, and we tried, we tried, I said, yeah, but, but this, this situation, where I believe a lot of us are in today, and a lot of this world is in today, that people are bound, people are gripped with demonic strongholds, with spirits, with generational curses, I'm talking some stuff here, you guys are like, oh my gosh, where is he going? I believe this today, I believe Satan is having a run around this place right now, I believe he is having his way in this place, and the church is sitting back going, why can't we do anything, God? Pastor tells me to pray for the city, but nothing's happening. You know what Jesus says? Hey, this kind can only come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Well, that's from that's omitted from my Bibles. I, it's some, it's another time. But but but, but the Scripture says. Why do I believe it says fasting? Because fasting's talked about more times than baptism in Scripture. Did you know that? More times than baptism is fasting talked about in Scripture. Jesus says this stuff, the stuff that we are seeing today among our city, among our nation, the, the rising of demonic strongholds, of power, of wickedness, can only be torn down because when the, when the church starts to pray and fast, that's when we see the release. When the church goes, I'm done trying to get my stuff. I'm done trying to get my breakthrough. I'm done trying to get my miracle. I'm about people, and I'm about people winning, and I'm about people getting saved and set free. I'm about my neighbors. I'm about my coworkers. I'm about everybody else that I serve. Woo! We fast so we can see Jesus do supernatural things among us. College students, fast and pray for your universities. Well, I go to a Christian university. So did I. And look how that turned out. <laughs> Secular uh, university students, get on your knees and fast and pray for your, your universities. Let's believe the kingdom of heaven to come and to fill this place in Jesus' name. Come on, you with me, church. Come on, can we just declare faith? Can we just give Jesus some praise today, right now? Can we just praise Jesus for what he's going to do, for how he's going to move? I want to I want to pray over us. But like I said, I want to remind you if there's anybody in this room right now. Man, what an awesome opportunity to get baptized before we go into a week of fasting. If you are fighting that right now, I'm telling you just give it up. Just give in. If a young man got baptized at the 9 a.m. He didn't come with any shorts or nothing. He just like he was like I was sitting in service and I just felt like I just felt this tug like I felt this tug to do it, and I was like, bro, that's not just some vibe or good feel. That's the Holy Spirit, right? Like, don't wait right now. But if you're in this room and you want to get water baptized, I'm going to ask everybody to bow their heads in one second, but you can make your way up, and you can go back there to Reuben, and the worship team's going to lead us in surprise. I know the service is going longer. It's okay. It's okay. We're stretching our muscles. 
But before we do that, like, like if, you're, if you're wrestling and you've received Jesus, it's time to get baptized today. If you're in this room and you've never received Jesus, and you feel this embrace in this place, you see the joy as we worshiped him, as you, you're feeling like an overwhelming sense of love, that's the kingdom of Jesus. That's who he is, that's what he is about. He's about taking people that, have, that are messed up and broken and lost, well, I'm a good person. Without Jesus, we're not good at all, all right? Like, like no matter who you are, no matter what you have, no matter what accolades you have, no matter what initials you have in front of your name, if you don't have Jesus, we are all lost and forsaken without him. He wants to invite you home today. He wants to say, come home. I want to adopt you into my family to no longer be a part of the kingdom of this world, to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. Today is the day of salvation, scripture says. It says, don't, do not wait. Do not wait. We do not know what next week, we do not know what today or a minute from now happens. I could drop dead on the stage. That would be a scene. That would be awesome. Today is the day of salvation. Close your eyes and bow your heads for a second, please. I want to give people a chance right now, a chance to say yes to Jesus, to his saving power and grace. There's a lot of people in this room. Maybe you've wandered. Maybe you've You've chosen the world over the past couple years or, or months. You've, you've separated yourself from his love. It's time to come back. Simply this, I'm going to have you raise your hand and we're going to pray together. We're going to pray a prayer. So one, he loves you. Two, he died for you on a cross called Calvary and raised to life three days later. Three, he wants to spend eternity with you in heaven. Lift your hand up right now if you want to say yes to Jesus. Lift your hand up. Lift it up high. I see one. Come on, anybody else? There's another. Come on, anybody else? Don't wait. He's for you. He's not against you.